good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world. You can always tell what time it is for me because I think I always start with the time it is for me, <laughs> which is the afternoon. I wish you could see what I'm looking at right now. I'm in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is the mountains of the desert for anyone not familiar. And it is dumping snow right now. So that's just... When you see that like red dirt juxtaposed by white snow and green pine trees, it's fucking cool. White sky. I'm here for it. I love both the mountains and the desert. And I've now come to terms with the fact that Flagstaff is the perfect combination. And I owe this particular sojourn to a priestess rising. You can find her on Instagram. She'll likely be, I haven't told her this yet. So this is our little secret, but definitely going to get her for an interview as part of the Relatables series, she is definitely towing the line, which I say a lot, along with fascinating. So if those two <laughs> phrases, concepts, words are irritating, you probably should probably not listen. I like I kind of get stuck in like a little word phrase limbo, and then I just use them over and over and over again until I can't stand myself anymore. But that's my intro. They're the best. I am hosting a workshop, which is going to be going to detail on this particular episode. And fortunately for you, it's in three days. So chances are you're going to miss it. Good news is I'll be recording it. It will be available most likely in the container, my Discord community that, to be perfectly transparent, is still getting up and off the ground. I'm not sure how to fit all of the things in yet, but they're settling into their spaces now that I've got everybody back on board. Thing is... Spoiler alert, there's no such thing as free money. Additionally, there's no such thing as passive income. That is a term that was invented by somebody who just wanted your money, who wanted to trick you into thinking that everything can be instantaneous and easy. There are things that can be instantaneous. There are things that can be easy. They don't necessarily go hand in hand. Or if they have Please, please take the microphone. <laughs> and also, I will sign up for your course and give you money. One of the things that often happens in entrepreneurship and trailblazing and creation and art is we do not have the resources we need in order to get the thing going. The other most common circumstance that I actually don't spend a lot of time with any longer is complaining about how hard it is, how broke you are, how the man is against you, the system is rigged. There's no help available. You don't have any support. No one perceives your value, et cetera. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't true. And in fact, I have come to firmly believe in and be aware of all of those things. I just don't give a shit about them. That's why they're not part of my experience anymore. And what I'm going to talk about today is the funding that is available to you, of which there is a fuckload. It's just most people spend most of their time complaining, shaming, and blaming. You don't because you're listening to this. And if you made it through that fucking intro, <laughs> you, you are here for the money. You are here for the resources. You are here for the support. And you're not letting any excuse get in your way. So let's fucking get into it. And now I'm going to address the other elephant in the room, which is my privileged white brethren. <laughs> there is. There's not as much of the funding and grants and money that you can get without ever having to pay it back available. But the good news is, is you can walk into almost any financial institution and get a seat at the table. 
So the system is rigged in our favor, friend. And again, there's, there's very good news. We can take advantage of it. There are many who are disenfranchised, marginalized, and prejudiced against, with or without the oppressor's awareness. And so the grants and the funding that is available is the most minuscule way meant to balance the system. But it's going to feel unfair for one person or the other. And the process of securing this funding is also going to feel unfair at times. I'm sorry, I've had too much caffeine today, so there's lots of movement. I've got my headphones in. I can't hear if my fidgeting and chair swiveling and sweatshirt adjusting and all of the things is getting into the microphone. But if it is, deal with it. I'm also in a much boomier space than I had wanted to be in, but there's very loud talking happening in the acoustically improved space. So here we are. Okay, note to self, less caffeine, busy. Getting money is challenging right? Like you can sell your shit. You can do it all on your own. You can DIY it. And that's amazing. If you want to get funding before you start, there are a few different ways. And now my workshop is going to go into the details of this. I'm just going to cover some pretty big concepts here. I have a grant directory that I'm actually really fucking proud of, and I've just updated it for obvious reasons. So you have, I will absolutely provide that to you. You just need to email Actually, just go to my website. I'll throw up a splash page with it. And I'm going to ask for your email address in exchange so that I can harass you every day. Just kidding. I only send out the loot like once a month. And it basically tells you when my workshops are happening. So if you did want to figure out how to be successful in applying for grants, you could watch my workshop that's next week and it would have been on your calendar instead of me telling you about it the day after (laughs) the workshop when this podcast comes out. But you can still get access to the directory. You're going to get plenty of information in this episode for how to be successful. I will make that workshop available, especially upon demand. So let me know if you're interested. And just for the record, how did I get to talk at your ear hole about grants? I have secured hundreds of thousands of dollars in grants pushing a million dollars. And I have also worked for the funding bodies. I have been on the grant approval committees. So I've seen both sides of this equation. And if you're thinking I received grants for big popular projects or things, you know, the projects that always get the funding, you were wrong. The first grant that I got was for a performance noise artist who used to smash glass in their face and they would use inputs the pickups on the glass to record that sound. And the end result was like a bloody shattered glass pile of very dissonant noise. And I got I got grant funding to tour that project around the world. So no, my friend, the projects I was pitching were absurd, like and offensive on a good day. It's just no one else was fucking doing it. When I first moved to Australia, and this is a symptom of Commonwealth countries, but traditionally older cultures and economies, Australia is not one of them, but they are linked to ones that are, where they realize that like people don't visit your country because of like the football score. They visit your country because of the museums and the art and the music. The A lot of the Commonwealth countries, music is one of their biggest exports. So the government makes available funding for the arts. Now, the United States is not as good at recognizing these opportunities, but I am here to tell you, my friend, they are tenfold that available to Commonwealth countries because of the private funding. And essentially, the wealthy 
all have nonprofits and private foundations that will also fund the arts and small business and local communities and community impact projects. And for a lot of them, it's actually a line item on their annual budget, as in they fucking have to. Like, I don't know if you know, but one of the Walmart heiresses has one of the largest collections of American contemporary art, and there is a museum in Arkansas that is unfucking believable with all sorts of residency and funding opportunities. I have some opinions about that experience, but what I will say is if anybody needs a little bit of culture with a little bit of support, it's probably going to be our friends in Arkansas and surrounding areas. So without judgment, let's explore the top three ways to be successful in securing funding. And for all us whiteies out there, I'll also touch on, actually, I'm going to jump to that one first, because again, elephant in the room, let's get it over with. You can walk into a bank and get a fucking loan. And now that is the type of funding you have to pay back. Some of you might be saying, I tried that. They told me that I needed collateral, that I needed credit, that I needed proof of concept. All of that is true. I volunteer for SCORE. Look up SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. There will be a local chapter somewhere in your state. And now I can't vouch for every single chapter and every single mentee or every single workshop post. But what I can say is that the rub with SCORE is that if you participate in one of their workshops and every chapter is going to be a little different in Colorado, it's Tom Moore's business and financial planning workshops. They run concurrently. Upon completion of those two workshops, SCORE will act as a co-signer on a business loan. And so if you've needed that level of collateral, it is available to you. I can also guarantee you that in your local metropolis, a city of a certain size, there will be ample organizations running alongside of SCORE for entrepreneurship and small business. And the grant directory, there's one that I send people to all of the time called NACE. And of course, the name is going to escape me, although I just so happen to have the directory in front of me right here. Hold, please. Oh, of course, I've just written out NACE grants. Hold on. Let me click on the link. I'm giving you a freebie right now. So don't don't say there's no such thing as free money. This, my friend, is free money right now. National Association for the Self-Employed. And what I love most about NACE is it funds and supports micro-businesses. So 10 employees are less. And there's a grant available. It's for every single business. It's up to $4,000. And that what I also love about this opportunity, and this has changed. It used to be available. You could apply for it literally every 30 days. Obviously, you can only be awarded it once, but you get $4,000. It used to just be for technology. So like if you needed computers or equipment, but now it can be, I mean, there's all sorts of, of opportunities. They've obviously responded to the forced closures and pandemics that have been occurring. They probably got like a big check from the federal government. So they were able to kind of expand the impact of this grant, but it's called a business growth grant. Now you can only apply for it quarterly. So you can submit your application Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. But there's, I mean, I don't know how many people are awarded it every quarter, but it's not like there's only one recipient. There are hundreds of recipients. And that's the end of my little white people. There's support for you out there rant as well. Now for everybody, I don't care where you're from, who you are, your socioeconomic background, your demographic, etc. Grants are available. The first and most important step with being successful in grant applications is simply persevere. I don't want to tell you you won't win your first grant, but you probably won't win your first grant. 
apply again. Every single funding body will tell you repeat applicants have a higher percentage of awards than first-time applicants. It's just kind of one of the gatekeepers. So it will be heartbreaking if you do your grant application properly. It will take you a lot of time and a lot of energy. And when you get denied, it will crush you. And then you get to do it again. If that's not for you, if you can't deal with that, like, don't listen to the rest of this. Don't listen to anything I have to say, to be perfectly honest. If a no is enough to get you to quit, I wish you all the best. Good luck, my friend. And I release you with love because you're getting caught up in the whole, like, I can listen to shit and surround myself with stuff, but not take any action. So no judgment. I get it. It's scary. It's hard. It hurts when you get that no. But this is for the people who have gotten 100 no's or who are ready to get a big fat slap in the face now and they're going to keep going. Be prepared to be denied your first application and be prepared to resubmit. So the second crucial step that every single person overlooks are the free resources available to you in order to be successful with your grant application. Firstly, most funding bodies offer regular informational sessions. And or they have a person on staff, depending on the size of the funding body, that is dedicated to answering your questions. Hot tip. If you attend these resource sessions and or create a relationship with this dedicated individual, they will know your name or the name of your organization or the name of your project or the name of your piece of work. That is an advantage. When you get a pile of hundreds of pieces of paper, we are obviously going to be biased towards the person who we recognize. Not only that, we're going to be biased to the person we perceive as having put in the work. If we have free information sessions, then you're showing up to all of them. Like your application's going to go to the top of the pile. I'm not saying you're going to win, but not only are you going to be recognizable, they're going to appreciate the exchange. You showed up, you asked the right questions. You asked them for feedback on your draft or potentially feedback on the application that you were denied. Like they're starting to get to know you. Now, there are so many benefits to this that, again, I don't really have the time on this episode to get into. But everybody that works at an arts or small business or entrepreneurial funding body or nonprofit is someone who gives a shit. They are a part of your local community. They are trying to make a difference. They are the kind of partners and the network that you want to be a part of and engaging in. This is how you make friends, <laughs> like let alone how you find resources that you can then leverage for your success. And then the last thing I'll say on that is, and this is this is a super secret BC hot tip, nine times out, actually not nine times, 100% of the time, the nature of funding, and maybe not with private foundations, do they have to do this? But for the most part, the nature of this style of giving and support and funding demands that successful applicants be listed. So you can see who was awarded the grant last period or like ever. And I say last period because every grant's going to have a different cycle. Like I would just shared with the NACE, it's quarterly. Most of the time they're annually or biannually. So once a year, they open up this particular funding opportunity or a couple of times a year, they open up this funding opportunity. Now, when you look at that list of people who are successful, guess who they are? They are also your future friends, your potential partners. They are subject matter experts. They are people that you can reach out to or businesses or organizations and say, hey, how, how'd you do it? 
Now, of course, not everyone is going to want to answer your call or have the time to reply to your email or give a shit about your social media response. However, there's going to be hundreds of people who have probably received this funding and been successful. And the ones who are willing to help are going to be fantastic members of your community and network. So reach out to them, submit a draft to them, get their feedback. The worst case scenario is you're not going to hear anything back. The best is you're going to create a lifelong mentor, peer, network member, potentially someone who could give back to what you're trying to do, potentially a future collaborator. I mean, the potentials are kind of endless. And you might also hear from them how many times they applied or what their edge was. Lastly, the final step in being successful is pay the fuck attention to the grant criterion. I can't tell you how many applications we would get that would be for a after school or educational program. And it would be for somebody's album <laughs> or, you know, to fund somebody's artist residency. And it's like, wow, this is a really great application. That is not what this funding is for. On the flip side, you can use that criteria to literally create programs and projects so that you can get funding. Now, you might be a starving artist who just wants to work on your next piece of work, whether it's a photography series or a series of collages and mixed media art or a musical album, and the next grant available at your local funding body is for after-school education. Well, why don't you host like an art class? You could do three classes a week for four weeks over the summer and get $3,000 worth of funding, charge 20 bucks a head and take scholarships. There's your funding. <laughs> There's your funding. I should have asked anybody who works at one of the funding bodies, like earmuffs. I'm not saying use this money fraudulently. What I am saying is that you can contribute to your community. You can work with these funding bodies. You can create really powerful partnerships and you can secure the funding that you need. It's called being creative. And with that, the thing about these grants and their criterion, they will spell it out exactly what they need. It's almost like putting together a little business plan for your project. If you're a business owner and you know, there's a lot of funding available for women, for minorities, for LGBTQ2S, for local small businesses, for micro businesses, for businesses in very specific niches like education, like environmental impact, like community impacts or bringing sort of marginalized members of the community together. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? They're going to want to see a plan. And what a lot of people don't do is think through to the level of detail that a funding body would need, whether it's a bank or a foundation. And that's why your projects don't succeed because you haven't done a real deal budget or you haven't really thought about the impact and results that you're going to create and the ripple effects that will have and the positive benefits to you and to your network and to your community. It might be floating around in your brain hole, but you haven't really put pen to paper. And that's where the work for these grants comes in. And it's not just being about like, oh, I want to do a video documentary of the homeless people so that we can get more funding to shower and bathe and clothe and do interview training so that we can get these people off the streets and into jobs. Beautiful. Bloody beautiful. How are you going to do that? Oh, well, I'm going to go to the thrift store. I'm going to find a bunch of stuff. I'm going to like talk to the ARC and, you know, they're a nonprofit. And I'm just, I'm going to like get some jackets and I'm going to set up a booth on the street and I'm going to have my friend who works in HR and she's going to help the, she's going to do some like interview training. Then we'll do it like the first Sunday of every month for a year. Okay, great. Like how much is that going to cost? Well, 
The flip side of that is, okay, I'm going to get a videographer. They're going to take pictures and video for three hours. I've reached out to four or five different people in my community. I found them on Upwork and Yelp. And is Yelp even a thing anymore? I don't even know why I just said that. Instagram, Google, and I've got some bids. I've got some project bids. So I have actual invoices. Then I talked to my friend. She's written a letter of support. She has a, a whole resume I can submit to demonstrate her experience of not just HR training, but also social work and working with marginalized members of the community. She's also fluent in Spanish and, I don't know, other stuff. <laughs> like, So you have her resume. You have her letter of support. You have bids and invoices from a videographer. You've spoken with the local church, and you've gotten a letter of support from them saying that you can use their parking lot. You've got some pictures with letters of permission from a couple of different people who you've already trialed this service with. You spent one Saturday already volunteering. You've got some proof of concept. You've talked to the local Starbucks and you talked to the local bagel shop and the bagel shop's going to provide refreshments. You've got a project summation with a total summary of in-kind donation. You've done the same thing with the local bank so that you can fund the table and you can get some blazers and maybe even have some management who's also going to help with like some hiring and management training and how to have professional conversations. So you've got documentation defending the costs that you're talking about. You've done the work. You've also got local organizations that you're partnering with that have already endorsed this project. You've got proof of concept. And you might be telling me, well, I don't know how to do any of this crap. That's so okay, this is where you get to start. That's what this is an opportunity for. So where to from here? Recognize that the reason why there's so many funding opportunities and so many grant opportunities is because most people don't even fucking throw their hat in the ring. Every excuse that you can come up with, they're all listening to that. I've worked with funding bodies where we haven't even had enough grant applicants to turn down. Like everybody who applied got the grant. I've also worked with funding bodies where, you know, people have applied three or four times and they never pay attention to the specific criterion and they're not submitting an effective budget or they are asking essentially like the whole funding is just for their own paycheck, which you can absolutely pay yourself in these grant applications and funding applications and even loan applications. But the thing is, is no funding body wants to see, no bank wants to see that they're going to write you a check for $20,000 and you're going to put it in your pocket. They want to know that this project is going to be successful regardless of if they fund it or not. And now you might be saying, well, then why the fuck would I apply for this if I'm going to go ahead and do it with or without their funding? You scale it back. You show them what is possible right now, what you've already done. And again, this could be something totally new. So then you give them your resume. You give them letters of support for people that you've worked with. You give them the, a real deal plan with real deal budgets, with real deal proof, costs, bids, invoices, letters of support, et cetera, saying that these people all believe in your success. They'd all be willing to work with you. And this is how this is what it's going to look like. Now, with this additional funding, you can then pay for the videographer instead of the photographer. You can pay for a venue instead of a parking lot. You can pay for digital marketing instead of flyers. And so you kind of augment this project and say, this is the results we are going to create with or without you. But these are these are the things that are possible with your support. And one of the other things, this is another like secret BZ tip, is organizations want to see other organizations' participation. And so even if it is your local HOA or the PTA or your 
employer or your own business, when a funding body and or a bank sees some skin in the game, they're going to be a lot more inclined to get on board. Like we're all cheap, right? We don't necessarily want to be the first person to step into the freezing. They're, they're going to be more inclined to get on board when they see a whole bunch of people sitting on that bus, right? So know that the excuses, the I can't, well, I've never done this before. I don't think I'm going to win. Like everybody feels like that. And they're actually not your competitors. It's if you can get into that space where it's like, okay, I'll give this a go. You have the right to create your deepest, darkest, dreamiest desires. You have the right to be here and you get to ask for help. Every single successful person crossed a threshold when they realized they cannot do it on their own or by themselves. And any person who's telling you they don't believe in debt, they don't believe in leveraging, they don't believe in asking for help, they got to that place by by asking for help. Like they acquired enough money or they acquired enough attention or they acquired enough brand awareness or they acquired enough success that they could then go, fuck you guys, I don't need you. <laughs> like I'm a big, big, big believer in asking for help. And no one likes to do it. It's super fucking uncomfortable. It makes us feel weak and powerless and needy. And that's okay. You will create what you want. This is a process of co-creation. This is about saying, okay, community, okay, partners, okay, network, okay, universe. Let's do this together. This is what is possible if all of these pieces can come together. You are creating hope and, and create from a place of hope. That's one of the things, and I think this will probably be where I wrap it up, but write this application not from a place of need, not from a place of desperation, not from a place of if I don't get this, I can't go on anymore. Write it from a place of hope. This is happening regardless. I am going to do this in one, even if it's just to go back to my previous example, even if it's just you showing up in a parking lot with a clipboard, a chair, and a couple of blazers, you're going to do the damn thing. Now, it would be fantastic if you could have a tent and a variety of tables and a variety of people helping and documentation so that you can continue to grow this and refreshments and expertise and support and maybe even employers taking like, yeah. And that's where I think a lot of us can get distracted as well. It's like we can see the whole vision and like all of the potential outcomes and possibilities. And then we scale it back to where we are right now. So call in the feeling of how you will know you've been successful, regardless of if you get this grant or not. It's almost like you're giving them this opportunity to be a part of this program, this project that's going to change someone's life. It's going to change your community. It's going to change your industry or your environment or the world by enabling your creative concepts and work to be actualized. Okay, that's it. Bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God. I'm actually not kidding because that really is it. But I will wrap this up by saying go to my website. I'm going to throw the splash page up. Gosh, I'm going to try and do that actually as soon as I finish recording this. I am available always and ever for you, my loyal listener. Share this episode with anyone you think needs some extra cash or hope. The grant directory, that's what's going to be on the website. Um, and then I'll make it a permanent resource that you can access it whenever. It is something I, I update periodically, usually around this time, because a lot of funding bodies and grant agencies are dependent on annual funding from various national organizations and or the federal or state governments, and, and they get clarity around that. 
now. So they'll often change grants, rescind grants, launch grants, all sorts of stuff. You can walk into a bank anytime, my friend. I highly encourage community banks as well and credit unions. Only because you can have a, like a nice intimate relationship. I always recommend relationships with bankers. I'm going off on a tangent. I'm going to get back to where you can find me at the BC channel. Subscribe to the loop. I send out one email a month unless I'm doing something really fucking cool like opening up the anti-business school again. But in that email are all of my workshops. That's how you can get ahead of workshops instead of the day after they happen. And anything else? I'm really great at self-promotion, obviously. I think that's it. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.